When you work, you work next level. And when you play, you play next level. And when it's time to sleep, Sleep Number smart beds are designed to embrace your uniqueness, providing you with high-quality sleep every night. Sleep next level. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $15.99. Save $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Welcome to Weekend Warriors, the foreign affairs podcast that asks, what else is happening in the world? I'm Essie Cup. You know, when we talk about the conflict and the humanitarian crisis in Syria, we tend to take a bird's eye view of it, a 30,000 foot view. We talk about big things like the global implications of the U.S., Russia, Iran and Turkey vying to fill the power vacuum there. We talk about the global war on ISIS. We talk about the effect on U.S. national security. We talk about the hundreds of thousands of refugees fleeing and and where in the world, you know, they'll end up. We talk about the thousands of U.S. troops being deployed and shifted around. Uh, We talk about millions of civilian casualties, the, the taking of cities, the fall of strongholds. And all of that is why I've been covering this issue so closely for nearly a decade, because This was never just a quote-unquote civil war that would be contained to one place. The implications of a genocide of a million people and the displacement of several millions and the spread of terrorism, this was always going to be a global problem that reached beyond Syrian borders. But in all the discussions of the global fallout from Syria, the big problems, it's easy to lose sight of the small, personal stories inside that conflict. And those are really important, too. So today I want to zoom in on one woman's harrowing experience amidst the violence in Syria to really give give listeners a look at what real people, people like you and me, are going through every day there and have been for for nearly a decade. Wad al-Khatib documented her life through five years in Aleppo, Syria, when the city was under siege by regime and Russian forces. Amidst mass executions, mass torture, airstrikes on on hospitals and schools, children getting shelled. Bawad falls in love. She gets married. She gives birth to her daughter, Sama. The resulting film is called For Sama, and Wad says she documented it all because... She was afraid she would never tell this story and that the crime she witnessed would never be seen or heard. For Sama won Best Documentary at the Cannes Film Festival. It premieres on PBS Frontline on November 19th at 10, 9 central. I, I encourage all of you to watch it. Uh, Wad Al-Khatib joins me now. Wad, this is such a powerful film, and I'll be honest, I've seen a lot of them uh, covering Syria. It's hard to watch at times. I know it was even harder to live. But I'm so glad you documented this. And one of the problems for people like me trying to tell these stories has been getting documentation of these horrific war crimes and these personal experiences. Were you ever worried about filming your story inside Syria? 
thank you very much for having me. And like, yes, like, of course, I was so worried. I, I was so worried during doing the film and filming all these uh, terrifying moments. At the same time, I was like so worried to put myself in the middle of the film, speaking about my personal and my general uh, experience in a city like Aleppo in this hard circumstances. But at the same time, I know like as much as it's scary, it was also so important. It's important to put the people in my shoes and let them go through the same experience that I went. And I'm glad also that I've done it because I've never thought I would make it out alive and then do the film, which is for me like so amazing. Truly. Um, You know, I know a number of great journalists who've been covering this story for years, but you know, when when we try to impress upon people the seriousness of the Syrian conflict and how it relates to all of us, uh, it feels like it can fall on deaf ears. Do you think that this film can cut through the noise? Actually, um, I've seen in my own eyes now that it's doing that and it's giving people uh, like not just like close perspective about what happened, but yeah. also by giving them the chance to go through that experience by themselves, to experience that and feel that like this is not far away from us. This is not uh, like different people. This is human being like, just like us. They have dreams, they have memories, they have life, and they just like crushed with all this violence just because they were thinking about better life for them. Yeah, I think that's so important because when we, especially in the news business, when we talk about these conflicts, it's easy to sort of generalize them and not personalize them. We we talk about statistics, how many people have died, how much money is needed. And these personal stories get lost sometimes. And, and that's why I think yeah, yeah. this film is so important because it's through your eyes. And it is it is impossible to watch and not see yourself, me, you know, a mother, uh, a woman, in your living experience, in your life, it is not removed. It is not alien. It is not foreign to watch what you go through as as just a, another human being. Exactly. Like, thank you so much, Shelley, for mentioning this, because this is really what I felt this film, like, put the people, put them in front of a mirror, thinking about what if that's happened with me, what I will do in this situation, right. what I'm waiting for the other world to do for me, to help me with, our, with, with what's happening with me right now. So the movie opens with what what appears to be an airstrike on a hospital, uh, which was all too, all too common from the Assad and, and Russian regime. In Syria, you had the Russians bombing hospitals, schools, civilian targets. ISIS was targeting civilians. Uh, Assad and Russia used chemical warfare, we know. At one point, you say in the film, we never thought the world would let this happen. Well, the world has, in many ways, let this happen. How do you explain that to yourself? Actually, like, I I had faith a lot in that the world will until today and still have that faith until Mm. now. That like in one minute everything will be went back to the right uh, place. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I know that, and I heard a lot from many people before that. Like what finished and what ended the Vietnam War was through one picture was out to the world. So that was one of the things which kept me like in, like I want to film this whatever the rest was. I want to tell this story whatever like mm-hmm. my personal or the people who I know like putting themselves in risk for. 
So until now, I am still have that faith, mm. uh, especially when I'm seeing like the people now after watching for summer all over the world, like whatever they wherever uh, like they were from. Yeah. People from Mexico to Colombia to America to Britain to like uh, Korea, all these people like they they felt a lot of responsibility after watching the film, and they were like coming to us to ask us like what can we do? Yeah. I still have faith that people around the world. They will not let that happen to their fellow people in the, in the same like world. Um, so you find out you're pregnant in the middle of a civil war. What went through your mind? Uh, like actually, uh, the the I was like it's it was one of the most amazing moments in my life, as many other women around the world. Yeah, like that feeling. Like, for one second, I forget where I am. I yeah. forget, like, all the risks that I have. I just, like, thought about, like, oh, my God, I will be a mom. I have, like, a life into my, uh, like, body. And now I need, like, I need to take a lot of responsibility for that. Like, the next minute, I felt like I was so terrifying. I was so scared about, okay, what this future will hold for me and for my daughter. But also, like, the minute after this, I felt like, oh, my God, now I have a lot of responsibility to keep fighting for what we are doing to bring that better world for her next. So, you know, like, all this next feeling between each other, they were, like, like bringing what the woman whom you saw in the film, bringing, like, Sama, the hope for all of us uh, when you, we knew that we could have been built at any moment, but at the same time. Like, this is the future. We are bringing a better future for us and for our children. Mm. I mean, what an incredible range of emotions to experience upon a moment that is, you know, universally experienced by by many women, um, finding out you're going to be a mother. And, you know, like I said, watching this and thinking back to my, you know, when I found out I I, I was going to be a mother— and the massive weight of responsibility I felt. I am not in the midst of a war zone. Um, I just can't imagine all the things that were going through your mind and and how you uh, approached the idea that you were going to become a mother. I mean, do you have more or less hope for Syria's future now compared to that moment that you found out you were going to be a mom? Actually, like, to be very honest, uh, that hope was, like, bigger before, but I still have that hope until today. And I kept working and doing the same just because I'm, I need to create that hope. Mm. If we are, as a human being, we can't really change our life or we can't do, like, think about the better for our life, mm. why we are still alive. This is one thing which makes me wake up every day thinking about whatever is happening today, I need to keep going for tomorrow. And what happened in Syria, like, it's still, like, now for eight years, I can't be, like, ignoring that this is so uh, disappointed and this this is so uh, so bad. But at the same time, like, we need to take all our responsibility. Like, I'm, I'm, I did the film. I'm doing now an impact for this film. And I really need the help from all everyone around the world, everyone who watched the film, like, to think about what can we do all together to put all the pressure on, on the governments outside to find a solution for this, to stop bombing hospitals, to stop bombing civilians, mm-hmm. to take any responsibility to let this suffering end.
So uh, you had a chance to leave Syria back in 2013. Why did you choose to stay? And do you do you still think that was the right decision? Like, I'm still thinking this is the right decision. And I said that at the end of this film, and I'm, I'm still saying that. So until like today, I, I will never regret what happened. And if the time come back of what we went through, I will do exactly the same. Mm. Uh, like what happened in Syria, it wasn't civil war. It wasn't like Syrian killing each other. Right. It was like a human being, a civilians who just thought about how we can make our life better. Mm-hmm. And we were just like crushed with a brutal violence. Yeah. They want just like to destroy our dream of having the freedom and the dignity. So I'm, I believe in, in freedom. I believe in dignity. I believe that justice will be for all of us one day. And I was just like trying to do my best in that way. You know, I think I think all the time about what I will tell my son when he's older about how we we watched a genocide happen before our very eyes. You know, this generation is unique in that we had video. We didn't have to wait for war reporters to come back with photographs. You know, people in real time were uploading, you know, whether the white helmets or or other civilian groups were, were uploading videos on social media. We could watch these atrocities happen, and and um, it's it's inexcusable that we, as a global community, have done so little. And, and I think about what how I'll, how I'll justify that to my son when your daughter Sama is older and asks you, "Why did this happen?" I'm wondering what you think you might tell her. Actually, the first thing I really hope that when she will grow up and she will ask me that question, we will be like really in our house in Aleppo. And that will make everything so easier for me to to explain. But unfortunately, if the situation said as it is today, I just will let her watch for summer. I will tell her like to watch that and think by herself what she think about Mm. what happened. And like, I just like wish really the best for her and for the whole children of this world to not live through what we went through again. Wad, thank you so much for coming on. The film is for Sama. Watch it on PBS thank Frontline. You so thank you, Wad. And uh, watch it on PBS Frontline at pbs.org slash Frontline on November 19th. Everyone, it's a really, really powerful film and and a, a way to view this crisis in uh, much personal terms. And, and that's that's what we need. So uh, thanks to Wad and, and thanks for listening to Weekend Warriors. I'm Essie Cup. Tune in next time. We all do things our own way. And since the way that each of us sleeps is unique, you need a bed that fits you just the right way. Sleep Number smart beds make your sleep experience as individual as you are, using cutting-edge technology to give you effortless, high-quality sleep every night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $15.99. Save $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com.